Welcome to Young Black in America podcast, the podcast where we talk about being young black in America. I'm your host, Jeremiah Davis. Jamal Davis. And we're Young Black in America podcast. All right, and today's topics are a man is facing assault charges for pinning, for pinning down a 13-year-old boy. As a black American, I do not celebrate the 4th of July. And the little mermaid is black now. Are you ready, man? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get my friend. You want to give us the rundown on what exactly happened with this man and this little boy inside of a local Pittsburgh community park named yeah, Greenfield. Is it, is it Greenfield Park or Greenfield Community? I believe it's in Greenfield Park. All right. Um, but uh, this story is actually a local story. Um, <laughs> it's a local story. Yeah. It was buzzing around on Facebook before any publication picked it up. But the root picked it up. Maya's favorite, the root. It's yep. always on it, man. Yep. And you know, um, the senior editor is actually a Pittsburgh native himself, Damian Young. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Damian Young. Yeah. yeah, his book is good too, man. I have it. Uh, my principal gave me an extra copy. Nice. Yeah, so I got to read it. <laughs> but in Greenfield, there was this one, um, this, um, you know, brother and sister, um, they were going to walk around the community, 113, 116. And uh, the sister left her phone charger at the house. And so she just asked, you know, could you go pick up my phone charger and meet me back at the park? And so this one, well, this one white man, 46-year-old white man, like Thomas D'Andrea. Thomas D'Andrea. Uh, D'Andrea, you got to say it correctly. <laughs> D'Andrea. There you go. Decided to pin down, pin down this 13-year-old kid. He's trying to get on the slide. You can't do that shit in the park. I don't. I don't know why he pinned him down, but he he, he he's like the park police, man. He can <laughs> so <laughs> and so like he just thinks he can mess with anybody in the park, and apparently the police are fine with it. You know. Well, he's friends with the police. He's also yeah. a firefighter, correct? Yeah, I believe so. I believe he's a firefighter, and he's also on some type of what neighborhood committee. Neighborhood committee. So he's pretty well known in the community. It seems like at the time. Why don't we take a little listen but, to some of the conversation between Mr. D'Angelo <laughs> and the young man at the park. And D'Angelo's a pretty, he's, he look like he got some size on him right now. He said, I'm 30, I'm 46. <laughs> What's wrong with this man? He looks like he looks forty six too. This is crazy. He punched him, man. Thirteen, yo, punch you in the face. You gotta tackle him. That's the only thing to do. He looks like a punk right now in this situation. He almost had a heart attack, man. I see some blood. He said he's not hurting him. I see some bleeding going on. And he looks young. He looks super young. Yes, <laughs> oh, he just wanted to punch the girl in the face. Oh, what's going on, the answer? I like, I like it. We got that heart boy. He's will fucking kill you. <laughs> That's the to your boy. I like got that tiger sense of the boy. <laughs> He's like, you can't. Show me the proof. 
Danzo is calling the cops while he's pinning on a 13 year old boy and his sister's holding the phone crying in tears. Oh, look at my favorite part. And he's comforting his sister. Go get Marvin! <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love that. I love that. That's my favorite part. You wanna get Marvin? You gotta get Marvin Danzo. Okay, anyway. Let's get let's get let's get back to Mr. Danzo, man. How about how about you eat some of the Danzo, I'm sorry. How about you eat some of the neighborhood tweets <laughs> and tell us what the community pigs have to say about Mr. Danzo, well, my then, friend. This is um this comes from the Greenfield um the Greenfield Neighborhood Committee Facebook page. Oh no, no, I think no. I think this is um the mother of the uh, of the of the children. That's 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 the thing though. All the neighborhood people already know who he is and how he is. The cops, he's just friends with him and he just enables it. Tom DeAndre or Tom something like Zorts. that. Tom Will Zimmerman made me, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Tom DeAndre. Oh yes, yeah, basically same situation. Tom you know, that this couldn't have happened the same way. Could have excelled a lot worse too. Oh, but I mean, we do have some gun control laws in the city. You're Thank not allowed God. to have. You're not allowed to have. What if? What if? What if he was just around carrying? You, you don't think he would maybe start shooting? Yeah. Who knows? Tom D'Angelo or something like that. The twins and beat the f out of him out of like ten years ago for coming at him at the back. Dude stays down at the park like it's his property. Calls the police and puts his hands on anyone who he thinks he can get away with it. And then this is the response from the neighborhood committee. I'm sure all of you have seen or heard by now. Our committee person, Tom D'Andrea, was filmed pinning down our 13-year-old boy on our playground last week while the boy's sister and then adult repeatedly asked him to let the boy go. In one of those videos, he threatened to punch the sister if he did not shut up. But then he pushed, he pushed the boy down into the metal playground equipment when he was struggling following the threat to his sister. Tom is a large, strong, 46-year-old white man. I insulted white man. It wasn't in the post, but, you know, this has to be said. Oh, white yeah. man <laughs> who easily overpowered this child. And although I didn't know him personally, I recognized him. That he's, he's, he's a number. He's, he's a, with a number of run kids, our kids, you know. He goes to the Greenfield School where my kids go. This boy is one of us. Now, now this is, now that's a telling statement to me. Because What's telling about it? I think for a long time, because Greenfield was a predominantly white community, mm -hmm. and now more and more brown people coming in. Hispanic and African American. I, I don't. I think these these children were Hispanic mm -hmm. from the looks of it. Now, now you know, and I think now white people coming down to under inclusion. These are our kids, you know. And when you see a grown man pin down a kid that you know, hang out with your friends and with your son's kids and your sister's friends. You know, you kind of feel, you kind of like, oh. Well, I think it comes yeah. down, I think you're right, but I think, too, there's, there's a lot going on here. Mm -hmm. The first thing is, it's one thing to tell people about racism. Mm -hmm. It's something else for people to see someone who they've seen in their community experience it mm -hmm. very harshly on on terms with people that they know play out. I'm sure the person who wrote this, 
what we message, probably know Mr. D'Angelo very well. Mm-hmm. She's on the community association. So she probably have had interactions with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that this isn't the first time that it sounds like Mr. D'Angelo have been policing the parks because <laughs> he has to. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of sifts and makes things a little bit more natural. You see, racism isn't always about the super extreme cases of it. It's mm-hmm. about these minor cases that can become extreme very quickly. So I think that's something that as, as a city we are definitely facing and we're trying to figure it out. But I'm interested to see what exactly happens to Mr. D'Angelo. And I'm, I'm even more excited to see how does this how does this young man take this situation and use this to be a uh, stepping stone into whatever he does in life and how does that shape his his interactions with with elderly white men moving forward. Because I think that I think there might I think there might be some farmer here. That's a, you got pinned down by a forty six year old MMA champion. He's an MMA yes, champion? Yes. They swear. Yes. <laughs> they recently found an MMA champion, Pittsburgh Playground Marsh. Oh, no, that's a joke. <laughs> I was just like... Was it? No, he's an MMA just, champion. Because that was a horrible hole. If he's an MMA nah, champion, I think that grapple was... I'm sorry, I, I got missed. He I could got, be a bodybuilder. I can see that. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're he's a, a big dude. He got some size on him. He's, He's a forty-six-year-old white, bit muscly man. He got like, some size on him. I mean, I don't get. Well, I mean, like, he's good a, though. But hopefully, he got off him by the time he went and got Marvin. <laughs> Marvin. <laughs> I wanted to see Marvin. Go get fucking Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin the muscle. Marvin's gonna go beat that ass, boy. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. So I think I think there's a lot to be said and a lot to be done about Pittsburgh. We are one of the most livable cities, but as the, as the same cycle has continued to sow, it's not most livable for everyone. Yeah. So I hope eventually one day we'll get there. We'll move forward. But for the current moment, we are not there, my friend. Um, speaking of the racism, the sickness of racism, let's talk about Black Ariel. Want to talk about Black Ariel? Yes, yes, yes. There's some white supremacists who are very mad that their lovely red hair mermaid mm-hmm. is now a black, common black, or common black, common <laughs> black mermaid. Um, one of my favorite, there was, I was on Twitter. I was on Twitter when this broke. I love Twitter. Like every black person, uh, we all love our Twitter. I'm not, I'm not big on Twitter. Well, you gotta get on Black Twitter. I'm just, that's, that's not my medium. Man. Okay, you love LinkedIn. I do my LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but on Twitter there were all these tweets by white girls that said, "I'm not racist, but um, we gotta preserve our 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 my my childhood." By having a white area. I'm just like, and then all the black people, all the black women was just like, we didn't have no black women, no black princesses until Tatiana. And that was 10 years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, we can yeah. we can have a black little mermaid, but you know, Hailey Bailey, not Hailey Bailey, Hailey Bailey. Hailey Bailey. She was cast as, um, to play, um, Ariel in the upcoming live action Little Mermaid movie. And this caused an outrage because Hailey Bailey is a black woman. And they were just like, how can a black woman play a red-headed mermaid? That's a story that's supposed to happen around Denmark. Now, now I have a lot of qualms about the historical and the the historical and geo- geographic area of where the Little Mermaid okay, takes place. First, I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> It's a story about a mermaid. We are already in a fictional world. You cannot bring in Denmark and time periods when we are talking about mermaids. Like this is a this is a fictional story. Okay, you can that that destroys your argument. You destroyed your own argument. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But these this is this is what these people are saying. 
they saying that oh because it was written by Denmark and by a Denmark author and it's supposed to happen in around that area. Disney does what it wants. This is Disney, man. And, and I'm just saying, I'm just like, even in the movie, they had a Jamaican crab. <laughs> that was Jamaican yeah, crab. Just like, that was Jamaican. Which didn't make any sense. No. I'm just like, is this supposed to take place near Denmark? Why do they make them mad? They make the whole cast black. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you the cab is Jamaican. Everyone becomes black. They yeah, make the make little mermaid, like, Caribbean. a real, like, Caribbean, Caribbean type of feel. I mean, that's what they already was going with Sebastian. But they probably couldn't do I don't, You know? Yeah. Sebastian, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm interested to see how it comes out. I just don't understand the uproar about it. I think it would be great for Disney to do an all-black film. We haven't had that from Disney since. You know, and, and I think people were just like, it's shattering stereotypes and myths about black people and swimming as well. Oh, that's actually you know. really good, though, too. I think that could be I didn't even think about it from that mm-hmm. aspect. Even though most black people is buoyant negative, so they have a hard time. So you know what buoyant negative is? Yeah, you don't float. Huh? You don't float. You don't float. Most black, so this is, this is weird. Like most black people are buoyant negative because we have higher muscle mass. So we just sink to the ground. But, but you can still learn how to swim. You just, it's a little bit more difficult. I can doggy paddle. Yeah, you, 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 can, yeah, you can do doggy. Yeah, you can do stuff like that. It's just a little bit more difficult because we're buoyant negative. Like white people, they just float to the top like fucking balloons. <laughs> But it also, like, I mean, also having a black aerial will also, like, shatter ideas about desirability among black women and oh, okay. black women as love interests. Oh, that's and, really good. And, you know. I, I see a white. I don't want the whole cast to be black. I would want her love interest to be a white guy. No. You don't want her love interest to be a white Have no. I, I can't think of any Disney interlacial films with love instances. Not even Husband One Down Mason. They all make dogs. Princess, dog. um, Princess Ta- on, on Diana, Tatiana. Um, Princess and the Frog, Tatiana. She, 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 That's not so Yeah, I guess is. so, because he wasn't. He's not black. He's, he's not like black. A, I mean, I want to see a white guy. I want to see a white guy, man. I want to see a white guy. I want to see a white guy, man. It's that time. If Selena Williams can have a great white relationship with a white guy. And a great mixed baby. And a great mixed baby. It is that time. We need to start normalizing this shit. And Disney is the way to do it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I just I was I, brainwashed by Disney as a kid. Everything I believed until I was like 16 years old came from Disney. So like, I know the power of Disney brainwashing. I really man. never watched Disney movies. You was in that generation. Disney kind of fell off when you was coming up. When I was coming up, Disney was song. My, it was the age of the VR. People did that stuff all the time. You could buy movies. Like Disney was prevalent. I watched more Pixar movies than I did Disney movies. Disney was prevalent during the time I was growing up, man. It well, was out there. I, I, I would like to see like a, a, a young black woman with locks data black man i just think that would just be a cool that's just because you're a separatist which is okay i'm just saying i think it would be okay to it to be a white guy i'm i'm down for, i'm down for disney to bring up some more modern day love romanticism and i think we need people to start to understand that it's okay to date outside your race have an oasis relationships and also black women are beautiful so they need to be celebrated by all races not just black men i think sometimes we lose that a little bit in the hindsight of things I guess. I mean, but then, but then they had not my Ariel as the hashtag. That sounds racist. And it was. That sounds pretty racist. I was, I was, I was actually one of these tweets, and they said whether or not Disney orchestrated this whole thing just to increase their brand. 
No, I don't think I don't think you can guess. I mean, I'm sure they probably had a start, you know, like people are going to react a certain way. But at the same time, I think that's them taking a constant step in that direction. Like if you watched any of the films recently, they all have been pretty much like focused on that. So, all right. So now moving on to the next article, my friend. What do we have here for us? Um, as a Black American, I don't celebrate the fourth. Do you celebrate the fourth, man? Um, I I, I celebrate cookout. I enjoy a nice cookout. Um, I'm you not buy a, flowers. <laughs> I like. I mean, I, I like the lights. I just don't like the noise. Yeah, it's a lot of noise, man. Uh, um, for me personally, I don't like to celebrate imperialist powers, but that's just my own personal opinion. Yeah, it sounds very soulless of you, my friend. It does sound very soulless. I think I don't know. I think that's wrong with the fourth. I think it's just you have to understand it means different things for different people. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes independence for one group of Americans, especially in America, we have so many groups of people. I think that's what makes us a really unique country. One group of people can feel something about it, and another group can feel very different. So I don't think it's a bad holiday. I just think it's a holiday that has significant different events for Mm -hmm. other people. And, you know, Franklin Douglas, he gave a speech in 1852 called What is the Slave? What is is to the Slave is Fourth of July? And he talked about and he criticized American independence and how that meant very little for slaves mm-hmm. who still working away in the American fields in the South. And how even free blacks up in the North still had to face systematic racism and a society that did not value their humanity. They couldn't get a house. They had segregated schools and face harm. And so he, he said, oh, I am not included with those pale glories anniversary your high independence only reveals the immeasurable distance between us. Those are the words of Frederick Douglass in 1852 of what is a slave. I think they still hold very food today, you know, mm-hmm. for some extent. Um, we're definitely not an equal society yet. Mm-hmm. But I think we have a long way to go, and I think we'll get there at some point. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I mean, as a black person, I, I kind of feel, I mean, we have holidays that celebrate our emancipation and our freedom yeah. and our liberation of people. And those holidays are not respected by... Well, the they don't have society. to be. I don't think they have no, to be. No, but I'm not saying they I'm not saying they have to be. I'm just saying, like, you don't get off the work for June 19th. You know, you don't, you don't I, get off the work for your emancipation day. I mean, I, I, think, I think that comes down to another issue that a lot of black people have in this country, is that they want to be treated and accepted exactly like white people. I know. And we, I, I think that's a bigger conversation that we didn't have a lot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in America, you're not white. Like, you just have to mm-hmm. learn to accept this. Like, I'm someone who lives, I believe things are the way they are. And I can't change the way reality is. Mm-hmm. I can change my perspective on it, that's the way I react. Buddhist, that's a very Buddhist But I can't ideology. change the way things are. So oh, I'm Buddhist, black. Jamal? I like I do like some of the ideology. That's a very Buddhist. So I'm black, so I can accept the way things are. Accept being a black person in America mm-hmm. and navigate things properly as I can. Get to the highest social economic standards that I can. Personally, I think now is the best time in American history to be a black person. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You have more rights. You have more opportunities, and we have the internet. That means we can jump. Well, for real, we can jump so many different steps that black people couldn't before. Mm-hmm. So I think now it's a great time to. I be mean, alive. I, I mean, I, I also, I mean, I'm not one of these people who actually who just absolutely hates America. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, I, 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 you have to accept that this is your country. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we comes down to like things such as the flag and patriotic ideology, like symbolism. Yeah. That we give that up to people who are not 
who who do not represent the values of America today. Well, I think that's yeah, it. I yeah. think that's your biggest problem. I think that's your biggest issue. You said values of Americans today. Americans today, like Americans always, they have many different values. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the flag means one thing to a man who served in the military, and it means completely something else to someone who's been incarcerated the whole life for a crime they did not commit. Mm-hmm. So, like, two, two, like, two things can be true simultaneously at okay. the same time. And I think that's what America is. It has too many different values for mm-hmm. people in the different groups and the different perspectives. Mm-hmm. I think the reason, the, the bigger issue is that we as a society have not been able to to create enough community and empathy around these different stories and cultures mm-hmm. so that they all can at least be accepted as a part of the American narrative. Mm-hmm. Now, until we do that, then you're going to keep those big old divides. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I, I totally agree. But I mean, like, I was, I was, I was watching a video and it, and it, these like leftists they had an Antifa flag. Oh, that's also, another thing. They also were carrying the American flag. People mm. thought they were white supremacists, and when they walk up to them and they say, "Oh, what were you doing?" and they say, "Oh, we're leftists," we just feel that we have to reclaim the flag and make sure that our values of, of, of leftist values are are associated with that flag. And I think as Black Americans, like, do we have to give up America? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think you, know you ever saying? did. I think I think like I said, two things can be true. I know plenty of people who are black Americans. They are extremely patriotic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just those patriotic inside of their communities yeah. and what that means. And as far as the Antifa situation goes, Antifa is a terrorist organization. <laughs> like, people were um, for real. It's a, Antifa is an extremist terrorist organization. No, but these Antifa, weren't, but these weren't, uh, dude, Antifa but these and the alt-white like are the literally almost the same thing with just different ideologies. So like they're both very dangerous organizations. I would put I would put one 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 footnote on that. Like these these they were just having like an anti-fascist. Okay, flag. that's fine. They weren't like, but there are some who. Oh yeah, I've been, saying, at, yeah, I've been yeah. at I've been at protests and all these like earlier on the people who are now joining Antifa. Mm-hmm. Those are people we would fly to keep away from your protests. I mean honestly, in the earlier days, like before like Trump and everything else, I'm talking about like before black life matters. Yeah, I'm talking about when even black like in the earlier phases. I'm like well, I had to fight when Martin got shot things really started yeah bubble up those those would be groups of people you would want not to come to your rally because they would start like fights they would start to break things and they would bring the police presence and that's something that if you're trying to have like a a, a that's a, like a peaceful, peaceful a peaceful disobedient protest. We you don't want that. The, we probably didn't have the permits to do so. Oh no, we Especially. always got permits. Well, I mean, some of the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, most of them don't get permits. Yeah. They don't believe in they permits. Just, like, this is all streets. Yeah, this is also a problematic. Well, no, I, I I agree with that for a civil disobedience because it's not violent. It's just yeah, you agree with that. The people start flying, hit you with cars on the parkway. <laughs> yeah. It's a completely different game to agree with you. But that's either here or no deal. Okay. All right, my friend. Audience. Audience, what's your thoughts on the story today? Do you think Arabs should be black? If so, well, he's black. I don't think it matters. <laughs> <laughs> do you celebrate the Fourth of July? Are you patriotic? Uh, and do you think white men should be pinning down thirteen-year-olds? I think like, that should be a no for everyone. <laughs> audience, leave your thoughts down below. Make sure you send audio reactions here on Anchor. Make sure you tweet at us at Young Black in America on Twitter, and you can also email us at sixty-seven thirty-two Media. At gmail.com. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Jamal. And we're Young Black in America Podcast. You want to edit this one? <laughs>